Hey, hey, Super Gluer. Welcome back to the Super Glue Podcast. I'm your host, Meredith McNerney, and I'm so glad you're here. If you're like me, you are a super gluer to so many and you are holding it all together. But this is your chance to sit back and relax, take a little break, share in a morning prayer and gear up for a kick-ass day. So today we're going to be talking about seeing the bright side. And really the question is, is there always a bright side? I mean, because life is filled with ups and downs and annoyances and things that happen that can really take us off course of where we thought we were going or can just be downright frustrating. And do we always need to see a bright side? Is that necessary? Is that reasonable? Is it something that helps us to have any longevity in our life or is too much positivity actually bad for us? So let's just dive into this topic today and talk a little bit about seeing the bright side and the benefits and when we might not want to see the bright side so that we can have a well-rounded sense of self when the annoyances happen. So speaking of annoyances, I've experienced a few lately, and these are little things. Obviously, they're not big things. And in my life and yours, we've both experienced things that are really, truly overwhelming and just devastating or even tragic or traumatic. But I'm talking about the little stuff, right? And so we went to Florida for Christmas, which was amazing. And it was so nice to be down there. And then our plane was delayed, just like many people traveling around the holidays. And what felt like an annoyance really turned out to be quite lovely because we were fortunate that we learned about our delay early in the day and we can make a plan. And so, hey, being stuck in Florida wasn't such a bad thing. And so there was a bright side. There was definitely a bright side. And it was easy to see the bright side because it was kind of all working out in our favor. So we spent the day doing some fun things and just enjoying the warm weather. And then we go to the airport six hours after our originally scheduled flight. And we get there and the plane is delayed again for several more hours. And this time it's not so fun because we're in an airport. There's nothing to do. Things are starting to close. It's getting much later in the day. And we're starting to get really nervous that maybe we won't make it home. And we had some things coming up, you know, in the week that we just really needed to get home, like anyone who's traveling, you know, you just, you just want to get home. And so it took a minute to see the bright side. And, you know, I think for us as a family, we all four just sat together and kind of paused for a moment. And we were like, all right, we're safe. We're together. We just had a really great vacation, you know, and we've got everything we need. Like we're going to make the best of it. So seeing the bright side there wasn't, super hard, but it took a little bit of practicing. And I think a lot of times when we want to look on the bright side, it helps us to get out of our grumpiness and our grumpy attitudes, but sometimes it can be hard to do that. And um, for many of us, you know, it's not always that easy. The bright side isn't as easy to see as it was in this situation. Um, As many of you know, I love to run. I started running during the pandemic out of pure stress and being completely overwhelmed with my life. And running was a great way to have an outlet and just a source of letting go of all the stress. And so I've really gotten into running and I'm not a long runner by any means. I'm, you know, definitely like a 5K all day type of girl. And that's that's really the, the max of my runs, but I enjoy it. I very, very much enjoy it. So I was running recently and all of a sudden, literally, you guys, I don't know what it was, but I started to feel this sharp pain in my knees. And it felt like I had knives, like literally stabbing my knees. It hurt so bad in both of them. And I was like, oh my God, this is 
this is so annoying. Like, I'm so frustrated. I just want to get out and release tension and like do my thing, you know, and take time for myself. And I like literally could not, I physically could not do it because it hurt so bad. And I couldn't figure out, you know, where that pain was coming from and the root of it. And then I don't know if you're like this, but I have always talked to you all about how I'm a black and white thinker. And so sometimes I'll go to more of the catastrophic, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have knee pain, you know, forever now or whatever. Like I'm not going to be able to run anymore. What happens if there's something serious? So I had to just talk myself off the ledge, pray about it, let it be. And when I got really still and calm, it reminded me that I needed to get back to yoga. And I wasn't stretching as much as I needed to stretch because a lot of times I'm rushing to get a workout in like most people and I'm not stretching at the end. And I know that is not good for my body. It's not healthy for me, but it happens. And perhaps this bright side for me of having knee pain was reminding me to stretch. And then it ultimately got back. I got back into doing a little more yoga, which has been really nice and something I haven't done for quite some time. So again, easy to find the bright side, right? And um, when these annoyances come up and we look for the bright side, I think it's easier to find. Like, I think a lot of it is having to literally look for it. So my other example um, is recently, I also cut my finger. So, oh my gosh, this is so ridiculous. Um, I was cutting an avocado and I decided to take my sharp knife and slam it into the avocado seed to kind of make that tension and then pull the seed out with the knife, which I don't know what possessed me to do that. And I cut my finger pretty, pretty badly, I guess. And about four hours later, it's still bleeding. And I'm like, oh crap, like it's not going to stop. I did not want to go to the urgent care. It was like on a Sunday and it was just, oh my God, it was the last place I wanted to be. It was like sit in an urgent care to get my stupid finger looked at. Right. But I was so annoyed and it definitely was a little hard to find the bright side. And I'm not even sure, honest to God, that I can find a bright side at this point. Like, I don't know what the bright side is of cutting my finger because I don't think I found it, but I just had to go deal with it. Like, it wasn't necessarily a bright side. I just had to go deal with it, give up control and just be like, oh my gosh, just fix this stupid finger. So um, I ended up getting three stitches, not a big deal at all. I got a tetanus shot. If you haven't had one for a while, I'll just remind you, they really aren't that bad. Like I was like, okay, this really isn't that bad. And it went pretty, all went pretty quickly and easily. And as a side note, about 10 days later, I still had the stitches and I hadn't gone to get them taken out. And I didn't feel like dealing with another annoyance of going back up to the urgent care. I am not recommending this by the way. So just a little disclaimer, but I decided to take my own stitches out and it was kind of fun. Like it was kind of a challenge. And uh, really ended up not being a big deal. But, you know, I was like, all right, look at that. I'm like doing my own little surgery over here. Um, anyway, obviously, I'm kidding. And don't do that. I left myself with a, probably a little bit deeper scar. But, uh, you know, oh, well, I saved some time. But things happen, right? And when we're faced with a struggle, it's a natural reaction to just only see the negatives. Like, that's natural because, you know, there's stress that comes with these annoyances and things that happen that are unexpected or frustrating. And they can bring out the grumpies. I know I can get a little grumpy when things don't necessarily go my way. Or for me, as I've talked about on the show many times, I am a person of efficiency. So I do not like anything that wastes time. Like, 
oh my gosh, I have such an issue with this. But if I think that something is wasting time, like going to get my stupid finger, you know, looked at and then get the stitches, it's just, oh, it's such a waste of time. And I don't like that. So for me, that's a trigger. And and yours may be similar or different, but we have these things that like annoy us. And then, you know, we get a little grumpy. Oh, by the way, let me just say, I don't know if you know this, but the number one kitchen accident with a knife is with the avocado, slicing the avocado. So when I got there and the doctor told me that, I was like, oh, okay. I'm just like many people who have done this before, but it's an annoyance and it's not a big trouble, obviously. Right. But ultimately what the research says about looking on the bright side is that the more we practice looking on the bright side, when small things happen, the better we get at looking at the bright side when troubles occur or things that happen that really are roadblock blocks in our lives and really frustrating, you know, the bigger stuff. And so it's almost like practicing with these small things like knee pain during a run and delays on an airline and cutting your finger and just like that, those little things help us to work through the mental game, the mental toughness that it takes to be able to boost our well-being as a result of something annoying happening. And so I thought that was really helpful. I really love that aspect of this research because I do think that our mental health has a lot to do with practice, what we practice and um, how often we practice our responses to different situations helps us to develop habits and skills. And there are some benefits of looking on the bright side. Now, I do want to address the fact that we are not talking about being overly optimistic all the time and never having a reaction to the junk, to the stuff, to the things that annoy us. Like I am not a fan of that. I think there's also a lot of research that supports the fact that we can eventually have a full on meltdown um, if we are overly positive all the time. So if we don't allow ourselves to just feel what we feel for a minute, for a moment, and even just be annoyed for a minute, then we have uh, this uh, acquiring of optimism in a way that is so sticky sweet, that is so kind of toxic, right? That toxic positivity. And so I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about instead that looking on the bright side is about reflection. And in order to look on the bright side, it's not that we immediately have to force ourselves to see the good or the sunnier outlook. But if we understand ourselves and we take a moment to check in with ourselves and we are allow ourselves to have our first initial reaction to whatever it is. And then we don't squash those feelings, but we do begin to seek out a sunnier outlook. We can actually improve our health and even extend our lives, right? Because if we have this, uh, you know, glass half full mentality, it can serve us well, and it really does actually help us um, in a big way, more so than maybe we even realize. So uh, researchers found that women in particular who score higher on an optimism scale, so they were given like this survey of um, their outlook on life and from different categories. And the summary of the survey basically and the scale said that you know, if um, women who scored higher were significantly less likely to die from several major causes of death. So this is through an eight-year period. So they're studying uh, women that have a more positive outlook, and they looked at big things like cancer risk, 
heart disease risk, strokes, respiratory disease, dying from infection. These are huge. And uh, the reduction in risk for those things based on their optimism score. So to me, that's pretty uh, profound and a really good reason to acquire optimism. But some of us, you know, can be pessimists at times and and there's hope for pessimists out there. And um, it doesn't mean that, you know, you have to instantly be happy. It's okay if sometimes you just kind of do see the negative and you find yourself ruminating on negative situations. I think that uh, it's it's absolutely normal and should be normalized, right? We get grumpy. We're not always happy, but we can do some things to begin to shift that and acquire more optimism, like turning on our favorite music. So I will say I had to take a couple of long drives recently with the kids for various reasons. I found myself in the car with two really skilled DJs. My 18-year-old and 20-year-old daughters have a wide range of taste in music. And I love music, but I don't have the best playlist. So I had them working (laughs) during the car rides. Caitlin especially, she's a great little DJ. And uh, she set me up with some really good playlists. So if you don't have any new playlists going for the new year, uh, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to share mine and forward them. Or Well, she laughed at me because I did say to her, I was like, forward me that playlist. And she was like, mom, that's no, it's not a forward. Uh, okay. So I'm happy to share a playlist, but I also really encourage you to get a couple of new playlists going or go back to a novel that you once loved, right? So there's many of us have a book that we've read before that we know it always gives us that kind of warm, cozy feeling. And go back and reread it, you know, or or if that's not your thing, maybe spending time with a good friend um, also helps, you know, us to feel a little bit more optimistic when we're feeling the grumps. Another big thing to think about when we're feeling grumpy is to do something for someone else. So I think this is probably my favorite tip because it's the one that I tend to relate to the most when I am so self-centered, stuck on myself, ruminating in my thoughts, feeling negative, just getting in my head. The best thing for me to do, I have found, is to do something for someone else. Like make it about someone else. Get the attention off myself. It really helps me. And being someone who does ruminate, and I freely admit to you that I'm a ruminator. Oh my gosh, when something is on my mind and it's bothering me, it it sometimes will wake me up at night and I'll ruminate or I'll find myself first thing in the morning, starting with the ruminating, like rethinking it, reliving it, re-going over it. So I'm not perfect at this and I'm always working on it, but I know the one thing that I can always sort of count on is going and doing something for someone else. So whether it's even just sitting in the morning and stopping myself from ruminating by sending out a couple of happy text messages to friends and just letting people know, like, I'm thinking of you or I'm praying for you and literally praying for them and think of them, you know, or even a bigger thing, like actually, you know, going to help someone and, um, you know, just do something out of service. Because for me personally, I know this is an area that really helps to have great influence on me and helps me just like I said, just really get out of my own way and my own head. Um, And ultimately, optimism is acquired when we have self-compassion. I mean, let's face it. Self-compassion is a characteristic shared by most optimists. And if you are kind to yourself, you are going to be happier. I mean, at the end of the day, being kind is about taking care of your body and eating well and exercising and even getting enough sleep. And all of these things you guys really do allow for us 
to be kinder to ourselves, to see ourselves in a much gentler, more illuminated light. And we have to sometimes forgive ourselves for our past transgressions, for things that, you know, we just really need to move on from because by the way, we're all human. We are all going to make mistakes. There are going to be things that we don't love about ourselves at times or things that we did or we said we wish we didn't. And it's okay. Like, guess what? Every day is a new day to move on. And that's what's so great about being an optimist is you get a chance to reset. And all of it comes down to being mindful. And when you're mindful, this is about really just being in the present moment and accepting whatever it is, like accepting that you cut your finger and, oh my gosh, this is really annoying. And I don't want to go sit in this office. And I wish this didn't happen because it's unpleasant and I just don't want to deal with it. Or being mindful to say, like, it it happened. It's not a big deal. This is of the things you've been through in your life, nothing. You know, I call it like a grain of sand problem versus a pebble or a boulder problem. And just deal with it and just know, like, okay, I, it's annoying, but I'm going to accept it and I'm not going to judge myself for using the knife that way. <laughs> like, you know, man, I was like really slamming that knife. I don't know why. I, I really do know better, but... For that day, that's what I did. And you know what? Mindfulness is really about just being back in the present moment and letting it go. And as you all know, I would say more than anything else, my relationship with God is about understanding that life is about ebbs and flows and ups and downs and annoyances and frustrations and series of a series of wonderful, beautiful gifts. And it, it, that's how it works, you know? And I mean, when when we think about our relationship with God, it really is understanding that joy and strength are synonymous, meaning like if I have the strength from the Lord to get through a particular situation, I'm going to experience more joy. You know, the two are so closely related. If we want more joy in our lives, we want more optimism, we want to see the brighter side, then the Lord is our strength and can be our strength to give us power and, you know, uh, vitality and and wisdom. And so that tenaciousness and toughness can come from our relationship with the Lord. And ultimately, when we talk about forgiving ourselves and when we talk about forgiving others and taking the attention off of ourselves and putting it onto others or letting go of the past and letting go of things and choosing to be happy and productive, it's really hard for me personally to do that by myself. Like I just don't really have that ability. I'm very limited in my brain's ability to do that. But I know that when I ask for the Lord to come into my life, the supernatural power of prayer really has shifted things for me over and over and over again. And now I make that a common practice to say like, God, I am so annoyed right now and I'm so frustrated and I'm so grumpy. So please come into my life, give me wisdom, help me to seek strength from you and to feel the joy that only you could give. And I'm telling you all simple prayers like that make such a big difference. Jesus said, I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me shall not abide in darkness. That's from John 12, 46. And Basically, when we look on the brighter sides of things or the bright side of things, we have an opportunity to kind of get out of the darkness. And that's really what Jesus is all about, taking us out of the darkness because this life, y'all, can be really dark and this life can be really, really hard. And if we want to have hope and a renewed determination and we want to fill our lives with fullness and joy and be able to thrive, then we can partner up with the Lord and get our strength from God in this amazing relationship 
a relationship in which we can sit one-to-one and pray and talk to God and throw down all of our annoyances and frustrations and ask for help in return. And with that, supergluers, my challenge to you is to be okay not being okay, first and foremost. Like, don't rush yourself, you know? Sometimes we need to just not be okay for a minute. And then when you're ready, look on the bright side because there is a bright side to most situations. I won't say all. I think that's unrealistic. But I will say that God works all things for good. And so if something is happening that is really frustrating and really overwhelming or even traumatic or tragic, that while you may not see it in the beginning, with the power of prayer, God can work things, all things, all, all things, not some things, but all things for good. He doesn't give us the dark. He gives us the light to get through the dark things that we experience because we're living a human life. And with that, let's get ready for our morning prayer. Father God, thank you so much for being our light, for shining your light on us, even when we only have the babiest mustard seed of faith. Maybe sometimes, Lord, our faith is shaky and we're not sure how to turn to you when we're frustrated or we're overwhelmed or we're annoyed or we're experiencing something that's really difficult. Sometimes, as you know, God, I come to you and I just say, like, I don't even know what to say now. I don't have the words, but be there for us. And I know that you will. I've experienced in this, this in my own life that you will be there for us to release the pain and lighten us up, even if we're not exactly sure what we're asking for. As you have always been, be the light to every super gluer that's listening. Help us all to understand the importance of turning to you in our dark times, in our annoyances, and that each super gluer here will understand that they can literally bring you anywhere. They can bring you to that silly appointment when they cut their finger or bring you to the airport when you're annoyed, that you go anywhere and everywhere, and that being a partner with you and living a life in which there's communication and friendship and love with you brings us joy because we get our strength from you and you alone. I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, super gluer, get out there and have a kick-ass day. Bye.